Welcome back to Thinking Outside the Brackets. The show that dives behind the scenes and explores the personal journey of software developers. Meet your host, Andrew Trujillo, as he dives into today's remarkable story. Hello, hello. This is episode one, my very first episode, and today we'll be diving into what this show is, who I am, and how you can be a part of it moving forward. If you're a fan of the show or just looking to show your support, hit that follow button to be sure you never miss an episode. Before we really get started, I thought today's episode would be extra special because it's the very first episode and we really need to get to know each other and what we're doing here. So I I guess let's start with the inspiration behind the podcast. It was about six months ago I decided I was interested in the idea of starting a podcast. I didn't really know what I wanted to do with it then, but I knew I wanted it to be connected to my business somehow and help me kind of develop and grow. And what I was doing at that point in time in my life, I was hosting quite a few coffee chats with software developers. And if you're not familiar with what a coffee chat is, it's basically a brief period where you sit down, at least for me, it was virtual. And you sit down and you have a conversation with people. Yeah, it's almost like an interview format. And you get to know individuals to whatever degree you're interested in and to whatever degree they are comfortable with sharing. And it was during this process that it occurred to me that a lot of us don't realize how connected we are by our journeys. I I decided that a good platform to share these journeys would be a podcast style. That way, the journey itself wasn't limited to just what uh, the two people said. You know, it could be shared with others. It doesn't have to be just something that's that's private. And that was the idea. And so now I started working towards that journey. I'm hoping to accomplish sort of enlightenment for individuals who are interested in software development, especially the newer people In the beginning, it is really hard to accept the fact that we are all coming from the same place and we all have the same issues to begin with. I think we all assume that some people just started out really good at whatever they're doing or they started out just knowing exactly the right way to do things. And that's not always the case, honestly. I I kind of wanted to bring that to light, that even the most intelligent and the most capable and experienced people in this field these are people that didn't know what they were doing, but they learned it along the way. So I think that really helps to humanize these individuals that we might see as superior to some degree. I mean, imposter syndrome, it affects all of us. It is not something that is exclusive to just you. So I, I hope to bring that to light and help others feel comfortable with becoming a software developer. As far as the audience you can expect, naturally you would expect to see and hear from software developers. That's the theme of this podcast. And I would love to focus on talking to software developers as a whole. I do hope that as time goes on, we can branch out a little bit and we can affect more than just software developers. There are many industries out there that people are learning for the first time and they don't always feel like they're ready or accomplished. And I want those themes of imposter syndrome, looking up to people that are further ahead in their journey and thinking that you'll never get there. That's something that's not exclusive to software developers. And I really hope 
that I can expand into some other industries over time. But for now, we're focused on software development. That's a very broad category, but we can sort of think about it as something that I do, which is web development. We can talk to SEO individuals and dive into any other website areas, or we can look at individuals doing like mobile app development. I know a guy that does or is learning 3D website design, which is a whole new category of websites. And then you can really jump into anywhere, game development, uh, software development. The, The limits are not there because there's so many fields in tech for software developers that we can really speak to and dive into. And what I hope that you start to see as we expand who we talk to and how many different types of people we talk to, I hope that you start to see that it doesn't matter where we end up. What matters is we all started in the same place with similar journeys. And I hope you relate to one of these stories and you can use it as motivation and inspiration to become the best version of you tomorrow. So with all of that being said, the biggest things we're going to talk about when I do have guests on here are where they come from, how they got to where they are today, what they're interested in pursuing in the future, and then their piece of outside the brackets advice, things that you might not expect, but you need to hear. And so with that in mind, I think we should begin with my own story and sort of give you an example of what that might look like. So jumping into that, that first question is where I come from. So let me tell you a little bit about myself. So as you know, my name is Andrew and I am a software developer and business owner. I own Trujillo Media with two other partners, Adriana, who is a photographer, and Tyson, who has invested his own time and money into our success. I started the company in 2021 That was right after I had left my previous job and decided it was time to start pursuing my own dreams. As time went on, it has evolved into more of a full-fledged company, which is fairly successful after the first year, and I'm very satisfied with it. I didn't start with the dream, though. In 2004, my life took a dramatic turn for the worse. My mom had gone through a divorce with my adoptive father. And unfortunately, the the divorce left her in a very poor spot mentally. She lost her soulmate as far as she was concerned. And that's a terrible thing to lose, especially when that person is the father of your three children. It's terrible. And I understand. But things got really poor and we became homeless. Things became really bad. We had very little to eat. We had very little to live with. And I think we spent most of our time just sort of passing the time. I became very religious in that point of in time of my life, read a lot of the Bible and tried to find a purpose. Well, I found that purpose in leadership. I decided at some point, and I couldn't pinpoint it for you, but I decided at some point that I was going to take care of my younger siblings. I am the oldest and I felt like it was an obligation for me. So I began doing that. I began taking care of them. I would work on helping them be fed. I would share anything I could to help them feel comfortable. And I remember at one point we went dumpster diving and we came across some really dope little comics and some milk cartons. Man, that was that was really cool. 
I still remember those comics today. I don't know whatever happened to them, but I know that it was things like that that just felt so amazing in a time where life felt so dull. So a few years goes by and I'm trying to provide and be a household leader. At this point, I didn't really know I wanted to be a leader, but I knew that being a leader was very satisfying to me. And so time went on, things got better. I graduate high school and I began looking for leadership roles again. I find it in the form of a grocery store. It was between two and six months somewhere that I was approached and promoted into a customer service position, which was at the time considered a pre-management position. They put you in a management vest. They gave you a manager override card. Everything was very official and it felt great. I was terrified of being yelled at by customers. I was terrified of standing up to full-grown adults when I was just 19. I was just a wee baby, but I decided to take it anyway, and I did it. Ended up being one of the best things I could do for my future. I just didn't know it at the time. I spent about three, three to four years or so really becoming the best I could be in that position, And I had a really high image of myself as far as what I knew in that position. And it was so empowering to feel that knowledgeable and successful. Unfortunately, my desire to continue climbing the ladder was prevented by another manager that was working there at the time. And I decided that enough was enough. So I moved into a different department Didn't last long, only about seven, eight months before I decided to move on. It was right after I left that job when my mental health really went downhill again. And at this point, I became very depressed. I was very depressed and things things didn't seem like they were going to get any better. I ended up spending some time under the influence of alcohol and marijuana for a while as I tried to cope with my feelings. It didn't work, unfortunately, and I wasn't coping with my feelings at all. What was happening is I was making the situation worse. It was approximately June, July 2018. And before I say this next part, I want to preface with a trigger warning because it does contain very sensitive topics surrounding suicide. In June, July-ish of 2018, I had reached my breaking point. I sat down and I decided that tonight was my last night on this earth. Very hard to share, but it's important for me to share that because there's others out there that feel this way or have felt this way and can they can connect to that. So I sat down, I began drinking, bawling my eyes out, Unbelievably sad, hopeless. The future wasn't taking me anywhere. This wasn't my first suicide attempt, but I was going to make sure it was my last. I sat down. I sat down and uh, I'm sorry. It's like I can feel myself in that room again. I started writing out letters to anybody that I cared to say anything else to. I think I had four or five letters written. I printed them out. 
folded them neatly, put them in their own individual envelope with their name on it, and put them on my dresser far away from where I was. Uh, geez. Then it was at that point I sat down and I put that cold steel to my temple. I remember sitting there, sad that it was going to end, but so relieved that I wasn't going to be in pain anymore. Put my finger on the trigger. And the last thing I remember is I started to squeeze that trigger slowly. The gun never went off. Instead, I woke up the next morning in the same spot that I was. Empty bottles to my left and to my right. There it was, sitting next to me, unfired. I don't know what stopped me. The only explanation I have for that moment is that I blacked out. I must have just consumed too much alcohol at that point, but I blacked out and there was nothing and I woke up, thought I was done. I couldn't read those letters. It took me about a year before I, before I opened them up and read them. And I'll never share with anybody what the contents of those letters said, but it was heartbreaking. In October of 2018, just a few months after that, I met my life partner. I met her and she has been pulling me out of my funk ever since. And I firmly believe that she saved my life. She turned everything around, made it all better again. Since then, I have not been suicidal again. I haven't been depressed. I've been to counseling to address the issues. And I'm really optimistic for the future. And I hope that that story can inspire somebody else who may be going through something. It's very important to talk when you have issues that are going on and you feel like ending your life is the only option. It's very important to talk to somebody. It's, it's not the only option, I promise. And you just never know how close you are to whatever has been holding you back. So you can't, you can't stop now, my friends. Don't stop. It's never worth it in the end. So please, get some help if you're feeling like that. I ended up joining with a pizza company after that. And the pizza company freaking catapulted me to the, to the top of leadership. This was where I really got the chance to prove myself as a leader and where I really, I guess, learned how to be me. It was again within the first six months of being employed that I discovered I was more invested in the job than I originally thought I was. I was then presented with an opportunity to go into shift management in, I want to say, halfway through 2019, so it was about six months or so. In my employment there, I accepted. I became a shift manager and I worked my butt off. A few months after I was promoted into shift management, my current general manager was working his way out of the restaurant. And I, I knew that the district manager was searching for a replacement. I ended up pulling my district manager aside and I looked at her and I said, if you haven't filled or found somebody to fill the position I would like to be considered for the position if you think I could do it. And I was very not confident whatsoever. And I'm still amazed that it was enough for her to be convinced. But she must have seen something in me. Shortly thereafter, I had my interview 
I got the position and I felt like crying when she first told me that I was being accepted for the role. I couldn't thank her enough that day. I would spend the next year really discovering and exploring different ways of management. I ended up building a wonderful management team and we performed very well for a year one general manager. My district manager was very satisfied and anytime she wasn't, she was very quick and honest to give me some good feedback and I did my best to adapt. Shortly thereafter, she revealed to me that she wanted me to go into a district manager role like herself and she was helping mentor me into that role. Again, I was just so, so grateful for the opportunity. I took my position and I worked my tushy off in that new district manager role. The unfortunate thing about it is I just, the workload was too much for my mental health. I only lasted about eight months in that position before I submitted my letter of resignation. But unfortunately, it just wasn't the role for me. And that brings us to December of 2021. It's crazy how fast all that went. Now, the next question is how I got here today. And I talked a little bit about the story at the beginning of question one. But the continued part of the story is where I start to develop a passion for web development. Shortly after I launched the company, I really started to get involved with the various languages and I really started to get involved in all that, but I felt so alone. This is where Twitter came into play. With Twitter, I was able to start learning and speaking to new people that I was not confident in speaking to before. It was almost like textbook imposter syndrome. I didn't feel like I was smart enough to speak to the individuals on Twitter. I didn't feel like I belonged. I didn't feel like I should be there. That was about the same time I came across a young developer. Their name is Izzy. She has this way that allows you to feel comfortable so easily. And you start to just realize that you're accepted in this place. She was hosting a lot of Twitter spaces called Timeout Tuesdays, and I would attend those. And it really helps you see that she's trying to feel comfortable just as much as you are. And I was just like, wow. I really connect to this. This is kind of neat. So at that point, I really start to peel back the layers a little bit, kind of like an onion. I start to peel back the layers and reveal what's on the inside. I interact with the individuals. I talk with them. And I get to a point a few months down the line where I start having those coffee chats. And as you know, from the beginning of this podcast, those coffee chats led me into the inspiration of this podcast. And I mean, the rest is history from there. It just one thing led to another. As far as the future is concerned, I do hope to learn a lot from this podcast. I really hope that it teaches me some important things about running a podcast, marketing a podcast, hosting a podcast in general, because that's a huge thing that matters. And as time goes on, I am interested in starting at least two other podcasts. Now, I like to wrap up this TMA section with a piece of outside the brackets advice. That's what I call outside the brackets advice. And the idea with outside the brackets advice is to kind of share something, a lesson you learned that is not related specifically to software development, 
but it's a lesson you had to learn on your journey to becoming a software developer that others might not anticipate. Everybody anticipates to struggle learning JavaScript, you know, so I don't think everybody anticipates imposter syndrome when they first start down this path. I, for one, had never even heard of imposter syndrome before I started doing any software development. That would be my piece of advice today is anticipate imposter syndrome. And then once you start to feel it, remember that just because you feel something doesn't mean it's true. Point being, with imposter syndrome, you're going to feel like you don't belong. You're going to feel like you're not good enough, but you don't know what you don't know. And it is impossible for you to succeed if you keep being hard on yourself and never give yourself the opportunity to grow. I really look forward to the types of advice we're going to have on the show as time progresses. But for now, that's what we got. Now, as we transition into my third topic here, I want to share with you some information. So first and foremost, how do you even get a spot on this freaking podcast? Well, it's going to be a lot easier than you think. I will naturally reach out to individuals who I think will be a good addition to the podcast. But more importantly, if you have a story that you want to share, any type of story, it could be gut-wrenching, it could be sad, it could be happy, it could be anything. If you feel like you have a story that you would like to share, then I want you on the podcast. When you are a guest on the podcast, you should expect to answer the following four questions. I had mentioned this earlier, but I will repeat them. Question number one, where do you come from? What's your background? Tell us about that. Question two, how did you get here? What was the journey like from where you started to where you ended up now? What was that journey like? Explore, dive deep, tell us all about it. Question three, what are you interested in pursuing in the future? What does tomorrow bring for you? What is on the horizon, if you will? I want to hear about your interests. And question four, outside the brackets advice. What sort of advice can you give to any developer at any stage that they might not consider? And then finally, why should you even be a guest on here? That's a very valid question. And I'll, I'll tell you this, being a guest on a podcast takes a little bit of effort, but it has such a huge payoff for those who are listening. Individuals who come to this podcast who are uncomfortable, unsure, don't know what they're looking for, anything of that nature, they're going to come to this podcast, they're going to listen to your story, and they're going to feel inspired. And there are a few things in life that are as wonderful as inspiring someone's greatness. As a experienced or inexperienced developer sharing your story, I think it is so powerful to let people know where you come from and what you bring to the table. If you aren't willing to share that, that's okay. But perhaps this just isn't the podcast for you because it's, it's really diving into the journey, all aspects of it. And being able to say that you inspired somebody to become a software developer is, is wonderful. Man, what a first episode this was. I really couldn't picture a better way to celebrate my first year in business. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. This show is meant for you and it wouldn't be possible if you weren't here today. Remember to check out some of my other social media platforms to stay updated. You can find me on Twitter. That's where a lot of you know me from. You can find me on LinkedIn as well. So until our next podcast episode, remember this. Every story has a purpose. Every story has value. 
and we want you to tell it. 